straight arrow away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Hello and welcome to the Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. Brought to you today by Qantas, the spirit of Australia. I am Emily Collin. And I'm Laura Jolly. LJ, we're back. The Scoop is finally back. And we're here in Leicester for the Ashes. So we've got Beth Mooney joining the Scoop podcast today for the long-awaited return. But LJ, I think it's day three here in Leicester. How's your jet lag? How are you, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm going pretty well. Um, we've had some very early bedtimes right. and some very early wake-ups, but... Uh, a lot of coffee and I think we're pretty much adjusted to the time zone here now. Yeah, feeling good. My eyelid, my eyelids are a little bit twitchy but it never <laughs> gets dark here so there's like no excuse to feel like you should go to bed because it's like so light right now. So just got to push through and not feeling good. What's been your um, favourite thing about Leicester so far? You've been here before. I have been. been to Leicester, the home of the Car Park King. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> It's a convoluted story. <laughs> that can be an off-air story. <laughs> We've seen some uh, some meadows, some bunnies. Yeah. And today we got to see Grace Road, the Leicestershire County Cricket Club. Yes. What has been your highlight so far, Em? Um, let me think. Uh, I saw some horses in a meadow. Um, that was nice. <laughs> We're really selling Leicester. <laughs> Anyway, Leicester's been great and, yeah, today we finally we finally got to go um, to the cricket ground. So it's all got underway to, uh, today. The team had their first training session. It was a pretty big one. Um, all the quicks steaming in, everyone having a bat. Any tidbits you picked up from uh, stalking the net session today, LJ? Um, everyone looked like they were up and firing with the Duke's ball in hand. Yep. We've got 13 players over here. Grace Harris will be joining us next weekend mm-hmm. after the Red Bull warm-ups are finished. But, um, yeah, the quicks were steaming in today, all the jet lags gone by the looks of it. We learnt a lot about the wobble seam today, which has been very interesting and it's going to be very cool to see how they implement that against the England A batters in the next few days. Mm. Thank you to Megan Shute, if you're listening, for the little uh, tutorial on the wobble seam. Uh, It's just a a bit of extra information for you and I, LJ. Um, So I've got one more training session tomorrow before we get stuck into a three-day warm-up match against England A, which should be very interesting to see what the Aussies are thinking. What do you reckon? and they'll be keen to get out of that warm-up. Yeah, I think given Meg isn't here, the it's probably pretty obvious who's going to make up the core batting lineup for mm. Australia. The order of it is still going to be quite interesting to see who the openers are going to be and how they all fit in together. But the big question I think that needs to be answered is the makeup of that bowling attack. Like yeah. can you can you play both leggies? Yeah. Which of them do you pick if it's only one? Are you rolling out? All the quicks, mm. including Annabelle Sutherland and Kim Garth. So there's a few big calls on that attack still to be made, which yeah. will be very cool to see how those players go over the next few days. Yeah, yeah. I think things will definitely become clearer. And some yeah. exciting England A players that they'll be coming up against too. A bunch of familiar faces from the WBBL. Yeah, a few familiar faces. So who have we got? Lauren Winfield-Hill captaining. Yeah, and she's leading a team that's going to include... Danny Wyatt, which is cool. Um, She's gunning for a test debut. Mm. Um, So we'll see how she goes. Got some players who've been in the WBBL the last few years, like Maya Boucher, Bess Heath, and some England white ball regulars like Sarah Glenn, the leggy, Charlie Dean, the offie. So some 
really strong England A team that's going to yeah. be coming up against the Aussies. It's going to be a really good contest. I, I can't wait to watch, to be honest. Um, Aussie fans, still unclear whether or not this match will be streamed, but rest assured LJ and I will have you covered from a news, social, highlights point of view. So anything you need to know, um, just head over to the cricket.com.au website, CA Live app and social channels as well, and we'll, we'll give you as much information as we can. For now, we hope you enjoy a, a great chat with Beth Mooney. She tells us a little bit about her stint uh, with the Queensland Police Force as well, of course, about how she's feeling ahead of her a fourth Ashes series. So hope you enjoy and thanks for listening. Beth Mooney, great to see you here in Leicester. Thank you for joining us on The Scoop. First cap off the rank here in Leicester, so the first guest for us, so lucky you and lucky us. Um, Moons, we're, we've arrived here for the Ashes, your fourth Ashes series. Tell us how you're feeling. Are you ready to go? Uh, I am. I've had a couple of good nights sleep. Um, there's not a whole lot happening in Leicester, so I'll be glad when we get to start training today and, and get stuck into that three-day warm-up game on Thursday. So, um, yeah, I'll be happier facing a ball in the nets, I think. Nice. And, um, yeah, the important questions first. How were the goodbyes with Ruby? (laughs) (laughs) Not well, actually, LJ. um, She was in the living room at home and not overly happy when she saw the bags getting thrown into the back of the ute going on the way to the airport. But um, Shell's partner, Chris, has her for a little bit this time. And um, when Shell gets back from the UK, she'll she'll take over again when, when she gets home. So she's in good hands, which is nice. Do you FaceTime with Ruby? Uh, nah, because I've done it before yeah. and she can sort of hear my voice oh, and, and, and then starts looking for me. So it's a bit cruel and it hurts me too, so I don't yeah. really do it. Yeah, fair. Um, so Moons, we know you had a bit of um, extra time in Brizzy this off-season with the calf. Um, so just, just interested to know, like, when you're not on tour with the Aussie team here in England or wherever you might be, what does your life look like in Brizzy? Um, I am very lucky to still live in Brisbane, obviously playing for WAMP. Perth now but um, it's my home and and I've got lots of people there that give me some great perspective and essentially I just spent as much time as I could obviously with Ruby and then with a lot of my mates and um, you know I was at home and and two of my really good friends they have a little boy Freddie um, and he just turned two but when I got home they asked me to be his unofficial godmother so um, it was really tough leaving him um, the other day as well because it's been really nice to watch him grow up and spend a little bit more time with him. And um, he's a big fan of the Australian women's cricket team. He's got oh. his own shirt with my name on the back and, um, you know, likes watching the game. So hopefully um, he's not watching too much because it'll be late in the night back home. But, um, yeah, so I spent a lot of time with those guys. Nice. nice. Lovely. And um, some lucky Sunrise viewers would have seen that you were pretty busy in the off-season with a, a bit of time working with the Queensland Police Force. Can you tell us about that and what it involved? Yeah, so um, I was speaking to Carla at the ACA, who's now across sort of Cricket Australia as well, and we were sort of talking about what what I'd like to do once I'm done playing, and uh, the police force has always been on my mind, albeit Mm. at the, um, I guess, disgust of some of my mates who are like, (laughs) we don't want you to be part of that because we don't want anything to happen to you, but um, so I said, oh, is there any chance I could do some work experience with Queensland Police and, and... QPS jumped all over it and um, wanted to make sure I had a really good experience with them. So I essentially I got five days of work um, with them, one day with the academy, which was just sort of showing me around their training centre, their brand new training centre out at Wacol and um, showing me what it takes to 
to get through the academy and then um, a day with general duty. So sat in the car with a couple of boys going around trying to fight the bad guys, I guess. Wow. Um, <laughs> and then uh, another day with the detectives trying to yeah. solve some bigger crimes that sort of went on around Brisbane and, and find wow. those perpetrators. And then the, the thing I was hanging out for the most was a dog squad. So I did that on That's a crazy. Monday and Tuesday and... Um, you know, I was a bit worried about the vision getting put out there because I got to put like a bite sleeve on and the yeah. dogs attacking me and stuff. But um, I came out unscathed, so I think Flegs and, and Shell were pretty happy with that. <laughs> any any arrests made, Moons, or any wild stories for us? <laughs> um, they made me be a, I guess, a perpetrator oh. one day and put yeah. me in a in a sleeve, and this dog. Um, trained police dog dragged me out of the car and they arrested me like that so that was quite fun but no no arrests on on my behalf but um, yeah yeah, it was a really good insight to how it all works at the QPS and and sort of what they do um, day in day out to keep the community safe. Yeah it's obviously pretty different from cricket but was there anything you picked up there that can can help you as an elite cricketer? Um, Yes and no I think there's probably similar in terms of the teamwork side of things um you know, I just think sometimes I'm a bit like I just all I do is hit a ball around a field. What am I actually contributing to society? Oh, so <laughs> um, might be nice to do something that contributes a little bit more. But um, yeah, I think, you know, it was just awesome to be, a, you know, a normal person learning about a different job and trying to, um, you know, get some more people signed up. I think they've had a lot of issues with retention in the police force you know, service in Queensland. So um, if I could sort of shine a bit of a light on what they do and how important it is and, yeah. and that they're very good um, at trying to keep everyone happy and safe, then then they've done my job there. Nice. Did you make some new mates? Like were they a good bunch of people that you might stay in contact with? Um, I, I sort of moved from one place yeah. to the next pretty quickly. Yeah. So um, it was really tough to form any sort of yeah. long-term relationships. But, um, yeah, that everyone was lovely. I, I, I thought maybe they'd hate having yeah, someone yeah. doing work experience and I'd be like the year 10 high school kid <laughs> and they <laughs> wouldn't get to show me too much, but they were all very welcoming. So, um, nice. yeah, they were lovely. Oh, very right. good. Um, we also saw you were hanging out with the um, Brisbane Lions. <laughs> You've recently. been so busy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get up, up to with them? Yeah, so Freddie's mum, Alice, works... Um, at the Brisbane Lions and, and they asked me to come now and just have a bit of a chat to the girls um, about what I'd been doing. I, I've spoken to them before um, back in sort of end of 2021, I think it was, and a lot's happened since then and we've had a bit of turnover in staff and, and the playing group as well. So essentially just had a bit of a chat around, um, you know, how, how to make team environments successful and mm. um, what you do when it's a changing environment and how to make new players feel valued. So... Um, yeah, they're a great bunch of girls and I watched them train for a little bit and had a chat to a few of them one-on-one and nice. um, just really, uh, yeah, I guess for me, just trying to get across to as many different sports as I can and, and learn about how they go about it and, and hopefully give them a little bit of insight into what we do as well. Nice. Did they try and poach you? <laughs> yeah, I tried not to kick the footy too much because <laughs> I probably would have got in trouble for that too. So, good kick. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they did see I kicked with my left foot and thought they might like one of those in their yeah. team, but <laughs> might stick to cricket from now on. All right, we'll be back with Moons in just a second, but just a quick shout out to say this episode of The Scoop is brought to you by Qantas, the spirit of Australia. Qantas is the official airline of the Australian cricket team and they proudly represent Australia on the world stage, flying to more than 95 destinations around the globe. 
And so, Moons, um, back to the cricket chat, yep. which is obviously what we're here for. So, as we said, it's your fourth Ashes series. Um, for you, from your perspective, what do you love about the Ashes and what makes it special for you? Uh, I think the rivalry is what makes it special, obviously. You've got two two of the very best teams in the world going toe-to-toe, head-to-head for six weeks of the year. Yeah. Um, we're in their conditions this time and, and, as we know, they're pretty tough. We're using the Duke ball in the Test match as well, so that'll be a nice challenge but um the rivalry in there I guess you know I love the format of the, mm. the series that we play because yeah. the better team ends up winning by the end of the this tour so if you can hang on for seven games and play your best cricket along the way and, and most consistently then you, you tend to come out on top and what do you remember about um when you got told you were going to make your test debut uh yeah sort of it was that was back in 2017 and mm. I'd been dropped from the ODI side actually and was pretty gutted about that but um, I ended up, I knew that I was going to make my test debut and open the batting so I had a little bit more time to, to work on to work on that <clears throat> particular game and Christina Matthews actually presented my baggy green which there is a nice turn of events yeah. now that I'm, you know, she's my boss over at <laughs> WA. Um, so yeah, that was really cool and uh, North Sydney was just an Elise Perry show, so that's pretty much all I, I remember from that yeah. day. Yeah, nice. Yeah. You mentioned the rivalry moons. What's it like these days? Because obviously you play with the English girls so much, like in various domestic comps. Like you play with Heather in the 100? Uh, she, oh, she was injured last year, oh, okay. so I didn't see her too much. But I yeah. played with Amy yeah, Jones okay. in the WBBL. Yeah. yeah. So does it sort of put a bit of a different spin on the rivalry? Um, yes and no. I think, you know, when you pull on the Australian shirt, there's always this sense of, I guess, pride and mm. sense of um, camaraderie around the people that are also wearing the same colour shirt. Yeah. So whether you've played with some of the English or not, you you kind of pull that shirt on and you're, you're with all your sisters, I guess, running yeah. out there trying to beat the English. So yeah. um, I guess that white line is, is a pretty good symbol of... When you cross that, there's there's no friends anymore. We're back yeah. to old enemies and rivals. So, that. Um, yeah, that's that's the way you want cricket to be. You want that sort of rivalry and, I guess, um, white line fever. England have undergone a bit of a transformation since the new coach came on board, and you guys didn't get to play them at the World Cup. But um, did you take much notice of the new style of cricket they've been playing? And do you think there'll be a bit of a different outfit to the one we saw in the 2022 Ashes? Yeah, I think you know as time goes on things change pretty quickly in the the landscape of sport and you know people move on from the game or people retire and obviously they've had a change in coach as well so that's always going to lend itself to something different um you know we're a different team now too to what we were at the start of 2022 so um both teams have probably undergone a fair bit of change since then but um at the end of the day I think for us we just have been worried about ourselves over in our little bubble in Australia and now mm. we're, we're over here and we get to first and foremost play a game against England Day and see what they've they've got to show us and what cards they might show us that the senior England side might play. But certainly we're under no illusion that it'll be probably a, a very different series than the one that was played out in 2022, but that's, that's exciting as well. Mm. It'll create some problem-solving for some of us and some challenges for some of us, but, um, you know, that's what you you show up to these games and series for. Yeah, and as you said, like, they've got a bit of a new team, but so do you guys. Like, do you think that the team that you've got here in Leicester is ready for that challenge? 
Absolutely. I think we're at a really um, cool phase at the moment because we've got some really cool young kids come in with, I guess, that youthful, sprightly energy and (laughs) our senior heads are getting a bit slower when we try and run with them and um, try and keep up with them in the gym. But, um, yeah, I think the balance that we've got at the moment is awesome. Obviously, there'll be some different opportunities presented Mm -hmm. to different players um, in new roles with gaps in the 11, I guess, and you know, that's exciting. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see which way we go with some of the teams we put out in the park. But yeah. um, that's exciting as well. Everyone wants to be out there. Everyone wants to play. And a bit of a, a change up, I guess, this time with the test match at Trent Bridge, new <coughs> venue, first training session today. How do you guys approach it when you're playing a format that you play so infrequently? Yeah, it's tough. I guess it's more a mental battle than anything, obviously, um, we've got the skill set to, to play cricket. We're playing in the Australian team. It's just how do we do that for a lot longer than we're used to. And um, it's really nice to have Dan Marsh and Scott mm. Presswood around who've played a lot of red ball cricket and understand the nuances yep. of the game. So I guess we'll be leaning into and tapping into those insights a little bit more than we would normally um, in terms of asking questions and, um, you know, understanding when's the right moment to kind of change the momentum or grab the momentum of the game and um you know that's the beauty of this multi-format series as I said you know we'll have opportunities to play white ball cricket after the test but um it's nice to have the test match first so we can sort of focus on the red ball stuff and then it'll be like like old times when we get back to the white ball yeah do you like test cricket and does do you feel like the whole squad sort of um just it's a little bit of a different feel when you've got a test match coming up yeah, I love it. I love pulling on the bag of green, although I nearly forgot it um, oh, when I was packing my bag, so maybe I don't love it as much as I'm saying. That would have been. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think any opportunity we get to play is amazing and, and to have the opportunity to do it three times this year yep. um, is obviously unprecedented and, um, you know, creates, I guess, a base for us to work out our own individual game plan mm. and perhaps a, a team game plan in terms of the way we want to go about it. So um, I'm sure as the, the day grows closer to that um, day one of the tests on the 22nd, yeah. there'll be a mixture of a good amount of mixture of nerves and excitement to nice. for the girls who've played a handful or played none. Yeah, and it looks like it'll be a bit of a different batting order to the last test match with um, Rach retiring and no Meg this time. Um, but a young Phoebe Litchfield could make her debut. Is it a, a bit exciting to have a new look order and where do you think you might slot into it yeah I think um you know I still cry myself to sleep every night about Rach retiring and Mm. and Meg not being here but that's okay yeah um but I think as I said before these opportunities aren't presented too often in our team because Mm. we've been so settled for such a long time but what an absolute challenge for us to to get that batting order right and um try and make a statement with I guess people in different roles they might not have normally played in the past and creating opportunities for them to learn about the game. So for me, I'm, I'm probably at a, a space in my career where I'm, I'm just happy to go anywhere. And I keep reminding Shell that yeah. she won't always have that, you know, players. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy and flexible um, in the batting order. But obviously there's a, a couple of spots up for grabs at the top. So um, who knows, we might see a, a Matthew Hayden, Justin Langer type partnership at the top, maybe. Wow, mm. love that. <laughs> and um, Moons, how did you find facing the Dukes ball up in Brizzy? Like, is it a little bit of a different feel for you? Well, I wasn't too happy about Shell and um, Scotty throwing me 
um, swinging sidearms with that jukebox. I got a couple of bruises after oh, a no, few no, weeks no. of it. Um, oh. But, um, you know, as we know, in the nets, it's a little bit different to the middle. And, and once I got out in the middle, I felt a little bit more comfortable. So it is slightly different. The ball does stay harder for longer, but mm. I think that's that's helpful for the batters to, to get into their innings a bit easier. And which of the quicks were looking pretty good with that up in Brizzy? Because we heard Annabelle Sutherland was uh, doing a bit with the Dukes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Belsey's been going really well. I think Kim Garth has been going quite well and nice. um you know there was one day in the nets we were bowling it oh well, I wasn't bowling obviously but <laughs> the girls were bowling to Sad. the batters and um you know there's not too many left-handers in the England lineup so mm. I, every time I walk in the net the girls are blowing up <laughs> they don't have any left-handers and I just said to Kim what are you worried about you get me out all the time and not even joking you first ball hooping in swinging to me cut away I nicked it out oh. and I was like this is exactly I don't want to face you either but you're gonna have yeah. to bowl to me yeah so um I think Kim Garth will be okay. very skillful with that juke ball for sure very exciting, nice. very exciting. We can't wait for it all to get underway. But Moon's, it's a, it's a pretty long tour. Like we're here for six, seven weeks. From your perspective, what do you do to like sort of keep yourself mentally and physically fresh, refreshed, and ready to go for the cricket? I think just recognizing when you need a little break from cricket or need to do something different. For for us this trip, I think there's a lot of family and friends coming over to watch, so that'll um, break it up nicely through the middle period. Um, you know, t- for me, it's just trying to switch off from cricket as much as possible, whether it's going for a walk or having a coffee with some of the girls or reading my book. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's imperative that, you know, we make the most of the fact that a lot of people's people are going to be here um, mm-hmm. and also um, the, the breaks in the, and gaps in the schedule will help as well. Nice. Got yeah. any uh, book recos for us? Um, I just finished one. It's called um, Everything is Beautiful and Everything Hurts by okay. Josie Shapiro. Okay. New Zealand author. Yep. Um, loosely, it's fiction, but yeah. few stories about runners in New Zealand and, and what they go through with all their training. Oh, and you put this on your Instagram, didn't that's you? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I made a mental note. Like, yeah, it sounds good. It's very good. Really good. Um, very insightful to how athletes think. And yeah, cool. I guess the rabbit hole you can go down when you get fixated on trying to meet a certain target or number or whatever so yeah it was very relatable beautiful yeah all right i'll have to look that one up yeah, it might be that. tough to find but lucky you've got your kindle yeah i got a kindle amazon will sort me out yeah <laughs> <laughs> moons great to chat to you as always thank you for joining us in the scoop studio here in leicester um can't wait to watch you get to work in the test match and all the best for the series thanks guys thanks for having me Enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan.